Amen. Come on, church. Give it up for Jesus. Come on, church. You can do better than that. Man, we serve a good God. He's a good, good father. Amen. You can be seated. Praise the Lord. Wow. Man, give it up for the worship team. That was killer. I really like that throwback song that we start. Some of you don't even know that was a throwback song. That first one we sang, Do I Hear the Mountains Tremble? That was like from 1995 or 96. That was incredible. How many wish we throw, did a throwback like once a week, right? Yeah, come on. There you go. Shout to the Lord next week. <laughs> uh, so if you didn't totally understand, on Friday night from 6 to 8, the worship team is going to be at the parking lot. No, a week from Friday, right? Uh, good, good call. A week from Friday after the conference, that Friday, they'll be at the, uh, whatever that, not big lots, bargain hunt, bargain hunt, parking lot from 6 to 8. That'll be good. So we'll announce it again next week. And then you got to come out uh, next Sunday and then Monday, Tuesday. It's going to be a blast. We're going to have a really good time. We got some photo booths or photo walls. We got some snacks and treats and after parties and before parties and during parties. And if you're an 11 o'clock crowd, maybe you get here a little early because the 9 o'clock crowd will be in here too. And the 9:15 crowd's growing, and they're take, you know they're normally going to be a little bit earlier because they're used to 9.15, so they'll be here before 11. So if you get here like at 11, 11.03, it's going to be kind of tight. So get here, and if you can just all come up and in a little bit during that that service especially. And then we'd love to have you come out Monday and Tuesday. You're going to like uh, Matt Fry, really good guy, first of all, really, really good speaker. Uh, he'll have some good word for us. And it's all about destiny, so come on out. And uh, just an update on Janie's mama. She was not feeling good until she saw Janie. And then, boom, it just turned her. And that's a true story. But thank you for your gifts. Thank you for, for giving. She was really, really touched. She just she had kind of an emotional moment. And, and it, was really, it was really sweet. And she said to send our love and thanks. And thank you so much. So thank you again. for uh, And a report, one more chemo a week from this Tuesday. And she should be all done, back to good health. She can't wait to come on down and visit everybody. So she's, she's doing great. So amen. Thank you. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for... Uh, and just thanks, thanks for everything regarding what you do for, for her family, for her, for her, uh, for her parents. God's so good. So we're going to be a little more teachy today. That's why I got the board up and I did some pre-stuff. The first service, it was a little difficult because I don't have the earworn back up and running yet. So, and by the way, we'll have lights uh, this Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So the lights will be back in and we'll, I think we'll be done with almost everything from the lightning. What's that? Oh, yeah. And so that's good, right? And some of you say, well, I like the lights the way they are. Come to the 915 because that's how they'll be. Uh, at 11 o'clock, it's going to be a little bit more dangerous. And then Janie and I have a small group that meets the second Wednesday of each month. And we'll be meeting here at 630, but I think it'll be downstairs uh, because we'll have some workers in here. Uh, and some platforms and some scaffolding and different stuff because of the lights. That's a two or three day project. So if you come to our small group and everybody's welcome, you can come to our small group. You don't have to sign up. 
second Wednesday of each month, come on out. Uh, we will probably be downstairs. The youth will be uh, in the building as well. So youth, come on out, your normal time. Youth, small group cleansing streams in the building. So good to use the building on Wednesday nights. Come on out. If you're a part of all that, if you're a part of all of it, just come on out. If you don't want to be part of any of it, you can still come on out. and We'll, we'll welcome you, even though you seem to be somewhat against us. That's a joke. All right. Well, I feel good today. And I feel like, so the, in a teaching atmosphere, it's a little different. It'll be a little bit less preachy. But I want, I, want to, I want to set the foundation. We talked last week about embracing the cave. We talked about front porches and brick roads and messy stalls a couple weeks ago. But today it's going to be a little bit more teachy. I want, I want you to learn uh, how to uh, obtain your destiny. Some people don't do that. We're living in a, a generation, and a generation's not the uh, XYZs, it's not the uh, millennials, it's not the boomers, it's not the Gen Xs, it's all of us. In this generation, sometimes we're not sure about our destiny. We're not sure how we to see that destiny fulfilled. We're not sure where we're going with destiny. And so I want to teach you today just on destiny, how you can see your destiny. And so after we're done, you can come up and take a picture of the board if you want. You can make take notes. Uh, it'll be a note-taking service message. Sometimes I speak fast because I've got a lot of content, so we're going to write some of it down. Some of it I'm going to say, hey, just write this down. And so normally we stand during the reading, but today I won't have you stand. Just kind of grab a hold of it. Deuteronomy 30 verses 15 through 20 says this, see, this is God speaking through Moses to the Israelites. I've set before you today life and good, death and evil. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God that I command you today by loving the Lord your God, by walking in his ways, and by keeping his commandments and his statutes and his rules, then you shall live and multiply, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you are entering to take possession of it. But if your heart turns away and you will not hear, but are drawn away to worship other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you shall surely perish. You shall not live long in the land that you are going over the Jordan to enter and possess. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life that you and your offspring may live. Verse number 20, loving the Lord your God, obeying his voice and holding fast to him for he is your life and length of days that you may, live, you may dwell in the land that the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob to give them. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We know it's blessed. We know it's anointed. We know it's pure. We know it's authoritative. We know it's alive and relevant for today. So we pray, Lord, right now that you would uh, honor us with your presence, Lord, and revelation. That when we read, we see, we hear, we obey, and we walk in, Father. We thank you, God, for this day. Thank you for the Love, wonderful, lovely people that are here. I pray a fresh anointing upon them, Lord, that their destiny would be theirs. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody in agreement said, amen. amen. God bless you. Thank you for uh, just being, being here today, ready to listen and, and being well tuned in. This is going to be one that you'll want to you'll lock in. The word here in, uh, in, in the scripture talks about uh, how we can be blessed. And he sets, he sets before us these things. And so I have a couple words up here talking about kingdom destiny. And there's three ways. If we go back to verse 16 of the 30th chapter, it tells us three things. One, we have a choice. Two, we need to multiply, but the root of multiplication is to be fruitful first. 
and then three to take it. And we see those up there. He, he talks about this in the whole scripture today, that we have a choice. Your destiny is a choice. Paul says in Galatians that everything good or evil, good or bad, we sow into, we get that back out. So if we sow uh, evil things, if we sow bad things, that's going to come back to us. But if we sow good things, if we sow uh, righteous things, if we sow godly things, then those things will come back. And so, first of all, destiny becomes a choice. And we, and we see this in the scriptures. We see that we all have choices in the matter. You, you can choose to get up tomorrow and go to school. You can choose to go to work. You can choose to, to, to do whatever those things are. There's a choice. And then there's a byproduct of choices that we have in our life. And then there's the fruitfulness. And he talks about multiplication. We'll get more into it. And then he talks about taking it in the scriptures. And so there's an ideological thought here that if we understand the scriptures and so there's three choices here that we have one is loving the lord your god this is what jesus says then also in the new testament he talks about uh, these great commands and what should we do well you should love the lord your god with all your heart your soul your mind your body every thought that you have should be on loving the lord and you should love your neighbor as yourself and so we walk through life understanding what jesus says about loving god and it's a it can be complicated at times on how to love God with everything. But what we, what we really mean is when Jesus says, if we put first the kingdom of God, what is the kingdom? Kingdom is destiny. And listen, you can write this down. Destiny is not a pursuit. It's a result. Destiny is not a pursuit, it's a result. When we do things right, our destiny comes to fruition, and people will say, well, how come that guy's always blessed? How come that person's always blessed? They understand their destiny, and they've walked through it, okay? How come that person's always lost without a cause? How come nothing's ever working out? He doesn't or she doesn't understand their destiny. So destiny becomes a result, not a pursuit, of doing the things right. And some of these choices that we make, so we love God, and it's easy to say. And some people will say, well, I don't even know who God is. Well, we, we start by understanding by faith we take God. We, by faith we understand that the word is alive. By faith we, and we operate by faith, by trust, by, by almost instinct because there's this awareness in us of a void that's filled only by God. And so people will understand or think, and, and, and they may want to discuss. And I like this about the younger generation is they like to discuss things. And they don't always take things by faith and I don't say that that's a bad thing we need to be able to be aware of who we are in Christ to share our faith with other people okay in other words back in the day it might be you just need to go in your prayer closet and pray well I don't know where my prayer closet is it's a it's a form of speech okay you just got to forgive you got to walk through things and we said it without really teaching people how to do it I think this generation has called us out to say no you show me show me there's a God show me you, you we should walk in forgiveness. Show me that the world's a better place because uh, Christ's followers are on. In other words, what are we doing about social injustice? And we have to start by loving God. Amen? When we love God with everything in us, then he shows us. And then by loving God and then walking in his ways. And that goes to the scripture. In fact, two and three in this are together. And then keeping his commandments. So I keep the Father's commandments and I walk in the Father's way. What is that? It is forgiveness. 
It is making sure that social injustice doesn't happen. It is making sure that we're careful not to judge people. It is by walking as Jesus did, full of grace and full of truth. You've heard it around here before. Grace opens the door so that truth can be taught. What is grace is accepting everybody just the way they are. Grace is saying, listen, we're going we're gonna to walk through this thing together. You're figuring things out about yourself. I'm figuring things out about myself. Let's do it together. Let's walk in this together. Let's become Christ followers together. Yeah, but pastor, if they don't do this, 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 and that, no, you've, you've morphed back into the law, and the law could never be accomplished by man. The law could only be fulfilled by Christ. Amen. Only fulfilled by Christ. The law was a parameter. It was a guide. Now listen, there, the, the, for if we love God with everything in us, the Lord will instruct us by his word. That's why we're walking his word to tell us and show us what to do as regarding not only our destiny, our eternity, but our everyday life right here on earth, okay? We have to walk in that. And so when the, when the Bible says things like, and he's going to bless you, and he's going to set these good things before you, and you should be a blessed. Well, let's read uh, Genesis, the first chapter verses 26, 27, and 28. Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heavens, over the livestock, over the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Verse 28, and we'll leave this up here for a moment. And God blessed them. Everybody say blessed. blessed. I'm, be honest, how many must be blessed to God? I mean, I, listen, it, it's, why not, right? If this is something that God wants to do, well, when the Bible speaks of the word blessed, blessing, bless, he's speaking prophetically over you. So that blessing, again, goes back to choice. You can choose to be blessed. But if you choose to be blessed, you have to walk through the intricacies of what it takes to be blessed. In other words, I just, if I just want to be blessed, like, okay, for instance, we have donuts out in the lobby nearly every week, okay? So thank you, Grace Church, for the Krispy Kreme donuts, okay? Uh, th that's a good thing. But now, if I want to lose weight, that's not a good thing. Are you with me? Like, man, I just want to lose 10 pounds. Give me three more donuts. And I like chocolate shakes. And I love ice cream. But I want to lose some weight. It, it's kind of like if you want to be blessed of God, you have to do some things that are in God's nature and culture. You can't just live like the world and say, well, how come, how come I'm not being blessed? Hello? You're not being blessed because you're not doing the things God's told you to do. So if you walk in, in that nature and love his commands and love him with everything in you, then you're okay with God telling you what's right and what's wrong. You're okay with God saying, hey, you should stay away from that. And, and listen, Paul said, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. He was talking about a lot of those gray areas in our life. Well, I can't do that. You know, I can't do that. They shouldn't either. Stop. You work on your salvation with fear and trembling. Let them work on theirs and let them know that they're going to stand in judgment as well as you for the things that we hold ourselves accountable to. Does that make sense? 
This is what, so now if we feel like we want the blessed life and we want to walk in blessed life, here's what God said, and God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heavens, and every living thing that moves on the earth. So let's stop and talk about that for a second. I want, we're going to leave that scripture up there while we go through point two. So the first point we find in Deuteronomy, it's all about choice. You can choose life or death. You can choose blessing or no blessing. You can choose good and evil. It's all about choices. Can you say amen? amen. Okay, so you're agreeing with me on that. It's all about choices. Now he says, be fruitful. In the Deuteronomy, he says, and I'll cause them to multiply. So there's a root of multiplication is first being fruitful. So we're going to talk about that right now, we'll, and we'll draw some on the... On the thing, so fruit, so, multi, so he says multiply and be fruitful. So right here, he says be fruitful, and listen, he doesn't say, this is important, he doesn't say seedful, all right? You have to be fruitful before you can become seedful. Now, we think, now I want I want a good seed, I'm planting good seed. The only way you can plant good seed is if you're good fruit. If you're not good fruit, you're planting bad seed. And if you're planting bad seed, we can get that changed, right? We'll just go lay hands on you like the old-fashioned Pentecostal way and force you to the ground and have three people pick you up and then knock you down one more time. Or you can just go to the Word and say, God, would you forgive me for my error of my ways and ask for forgiveness and, and let the Lord just, just fill you up from the inside out, right? Choose that. Yeah, we, Jenny says we choose that way, not the other way. Be fruitful, not seedful. Why? Because the seed is already in you for your destiny. You have the seed. I'm going to say it again because you've got to get this, and many of you need to write it down. Your destiny is already a seed that is in you. Some people abort that seed. Some people discard that seed. Some people never allow that seed to materialize. But you have to know that that seed of fruitfulness is in you. It's kind of like who, what came first, the chicken or the egg. In this theorem, the chicken came first because the egg was inside the chicken. Are you with me? So if you have greatness within you, you have fruit there. And if the Lord says be, he, that he blessed them, how many knows that God has blessed you? And that if that blessing there is a prophetic, it's, if it's prophecy, then words already carry power. And if our words carry power, and we know the power of death and life are what? In the tongue, okay? James says the tongue is, we have to bridle it sometimes. Why? Because we get out of control and we start to say things to people. And we get, we go, like one of my friends says, we go Burke County on them a little bit. Now we're praying for the salvation of Burke County. We're praying for the people in Burke County to bridle their tongue just a little bit. They're pretty, they're learning. Our daughter-in-law's from Burke County, and she takes, not offense, but issues sometimes when I say, Burke County. Like, Come on, they ain't all that bad. She goes Southern on me. I can't understand half of what she's saying. And I just agree and shake my head and smile and walk away quietly. But if we go Bible on people, if we go Scripture on people, if we go life-giving on people, 
If we go forgiveness on people, if we go love on people, if we start speaking truth on people with a full of grace, you know, Janie likes to cook and she doesn't always look at the directions because she's cooked it for so long. She just throws a pinch of this and a pinch of that. If we just throw a lot of truth and a lot of grace together, we say, okay, this is a cake that people can eat because they can eat a cake full of grace and truth that we know God's going to give the, the anointing on. And all of a sudden we start to look really good because we are blessed people to give a word to, uh, to other people about God's good. Goodness. And listen, God, the good news is only good if there's goodness that goes with it. We have to have goodwill towards that goodness in order to share God's good news. And so we become fruitful and not seedful. But then the seed comes to multiply. And if we look at this, we go. So multiplication is simply the produce aisle of the grocery store. They don't call it the apple aisle. They don't call it the orange aisle, the banana aisle. They sure don't call it the broccoli aisle. They don't call it the Brussels sprout aisle. Nobody would go down there if they called it the Brussels sprout aisle. Where's your asparagus aisle at? No, it's the produce aisle. Why? Because if you're good seed, you're producing. Fact is, if you're bad seed, you're producing. That's what we want to minimize, everybody that's bad seed. Amen? But if you look at it in this, in this regard, say, for instance, this is McDonald's. Anybody like McDonald's? Yeah. Well, our family likes McDonald's. And, and Janie's convinced there's healing power in McDonald's. Fries and a chocolate shake takes away every, everybody's illness that there is. So we, we hop on the plane. We're going to go visit her mama. I buy the flight insurance, which is good, up to 24 hours before the flight. And uh, we're at the airport. We just printed our tickets. We're walking down the gateway, and Janie gets a call. It says, Mom and Dad sell. She said, oh, I better grab this. So, yeah, go ahead and grab it. So she's talking. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. No, Re oh, really? This is not good news. She's not jumping up and down. Mom's sick, and she doesn't want the party. Well, that's... 75% of the reason we're flying back is to go for, have a big birthday party for, for, for mom. And uh, I said, ah, you called yesterday to change, the, I had to put the hold on flights. And, and so that's okay, we'll go to McDonald's and I'll get her some fries and a chocolate shake. She's going through chemo. She's 82. She's battling cancer. Fries and a chocolate shake are not going to make her better. You know, we go through McDonald's and get her a cheeseburger, fries and a chocolate shake. She's running around the house. I mean, church, it's amazing. Next time you get sick, just get fries and a chocolate shake. Leave off the whipped cream. Whipped cream doesn't help. She gets fried. Well, you got to, I mean, you got to do all the other stuff. Pray, you know, take oil, see God, and, you know, ask the Lord in Jesus' name. But. I like going Ray Kroc on them and just getting some fries and a chocolate shake. That's a whole lot easier. And everybody in our family does that. My, our family, if they get sick, Janie will say, I'll bring you over some fries and a chocolate shake. And if they're really sick, she says, she'll say, are you ready for fries and a chocolate shake? No, Mama, not yet. In fact, when Janie was sick in the hospital, near death, the first day out of the ICU, Marcus said, should I get you some fries and a chocolate shake? He did, and she did, and she took a little bite of this and a little drink, but I think it did have whipped cream on it. 
or maybe it was Jessica. Was it you, Jess? I'm sorry. I don't mean to give credit. Hear me now. McDonald's gets it. So McDonald's has a hamburger and shake. That's how they start. Okay? Are you with me? But then somebody got the right, Ray Kroc, got the great idea. Hey, let's make a couple. So he goes to the guys who had the hamburger stand. He had the shake stand and says, I think we should, we should parlay this thing. And it's, Mick Kroc doesn't sound good. Their name was McDonald. So he says, let's, let me buy your name. They have one store. He opens six stores. What's he doing? He's reproducing. If you got Jesus Christ, you need to produce something. You need to produce fruit. You need to produce. You need to be fruitful. This is an order of God on why he sent his son. So now, not only, not only is this producing, but the word replenish means to reproduce. And so McDonald's says, well, six is really good. What if we just decide to go the whole U.S. of A.? That would even be better. And now they do the whole world to where they dominate in the burger industry, and they sell a billion hamburgers a month worldwide. Now, hear me, whether you like McDonald's or not, wouldn't it be cool if God's people could get God's principle rather than McDonald's get it? If God's people got God's principle and said, I'm going to be fruitful in my neighborhood. I'm going to go knock on 10 doors and tell them, hey, kids, is there anything I can pray with you about? We got a team that goes out every Thursday, and we're nearly at 9,000 homes in the Hickory area. Nine thousand homes okay that's just five or six people but two of the ladies came to church today and they absolutely love the service so think about that just for a second that's being fruitful and now that's multiplying and now in next month we're going to set up a real small campus in one of the areas called sunny valley now you may not know where that's at you don't need to know in fact i hope you don't know where that's at but we're going to start a bible study down there and teach people the good news so that we're not only multiplying we're replenishing and we're subduing we don't want to dominate people we want to dominate the devil that's what it's all about so when the devil starts beating you up and kicking you down and saying no this isn't good this isn't for you you say devil i rebuke you in the name of jesus rather do what jude jesus brother says about the archangel michael the lord rebukes you devil I don't even have to. It's already been worked. Why? Because he's, he's the dominator. God has sent Jesus. So where we say fries and a shake in our house, all we have to start saying is truth and life and love and happiness and joy. And all those things start to become fruitful for us. And when we become fruitful, we multiply because everybody likes to be around happy people. And if you don't, check your spirit. There's some joyful people I have, I have a struggle with. Like, you can't always be happy. Yeah, people can always be happy. It's amazing. And then they start to replenish. And I, I won't give you the theology on it, but I think the replenish part is key. It means to reproduce. Now we're producing. We're producing believers. And you, and you become generational. All of a sudden, your kids start to get it. And some of you all are first-generation Christ followers, like my mom and dad. They didn't follow Christ, or they were this or that. You're first-generation. I'll speak to that in a minute. But now you're replenishing because you're teaching your kids. You're bringing your kids. And now you're starting to subdue because those generational curses that were in your life, you're dominating them because they have no hold over you anymore. And you have that authority in Christ Jesus. 
Well, verse 20 says, on, on, uh, in Deuteronomy, he says, and it says, loving the Lord your God, obeying his voice, holding fast to him for your life and length of days, that you may dwell in the land of the Lord that your father swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So he made the promise of fruitfulness to Adam and Eve. The curse followed, uh, the curse negated it. So then he, he made a new, made a promise to Abraham. He confirmed it in Isaac, but he performed it through Jacob. Now hear me for a second. Because some of you are Abrahams. God's given you a promise of destiny. You may not see because he times it by 12. And then God said he made it for all people. Now think about that for a second. Because some of you might be an Abraham in this room. And say, ah, I, my family's, you know, they're full of drunks and they're full of this. He may be, you might be the Abraham in your family that God's given you a promise and a destiny to that it may be confirmed through someone younger than you and it may be performed through another generation, but God's going to make sure that all of your people get the way of the Lord because he's given that promise to us. Listen, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now hear me for a second. This is important. And then we'll close. When we look at Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. And we say that destiny is a result, not a pursuit of doing the right things, making the right choices, becoming fruitful and multiplying. And then we take it. And so when we take it by one of these fashions, we see that God says, all right, wait for a second. It's not the fries and chocolate shake. It's not McDonald's. It's the process. It's believing in a system. Why in the world wouldn't we believe in God's system? Why are we looking at every different thing? Hickory, North Carolina, one of the highest opioid uses of any city in all of America. Why are we looking at other means? Men, women too, looking at pornography. Why are we looking at other means? People looking for everything but God. Why are we looking for everything? God has given us a system. He said it's a choice. You can be fruitful and multiply. And if you take possession of it, now let me look at it for just a second because the promise was made to Abraham, but it was confirmed through Isaac, and it was performed by Jacob, times 12, and it's for all the people of all the earth. And then we look at this one person named Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. And Jesus made a choice to come here. It was his choice to, to die. And the, first, the Bible says that he was the first fruit of the resurrection. In other words, he was fruitful and he desires to multiply through all Christ's followers, but they have to take possession of it. And I think the church has let God down because we don't take possession of what he wants us to dominate. And dominate, same word used for destiny. When we dominate our purpose in life, when we dominate our purpose in life as a Christ follower, then we start to have authority. And I'm not talking about domination like a football team or a sports team where they just pummel people like the University of Nebraska used to do a long time ago. <laughs> Stop with your Carolina talk in three and three. I'm talking about domination as an authority. See, when you walk in your destiny, God gives you certain authority that you know you know that you know. You, man, I just, I know right now, I know I can speak to that thing and it'll be gone. I know I can speak blessings over my, over my life. I know I can speak blessings over my family. I know I can speak blessings over people and, and it'll be there. I know I can call those things that aren't as though they were. I know God is given. Why? Because when you are in that realm and you know that, that you've been given that form of destiny, 
that you can speak it. And people say, oh, that's arrogance. But no, it's not. That's authority. There's a difference between arrogance and authority. Authority is saying what you know God allows you to have. Arrogance is saying you're not even giving God the credit. You're just speaking it out. So when we start to call life into situations, we start to call life into our destiny. And I would challenge you right here, right now, bow your head and close your eyes just even for a moment. I would challenge you right now to start calling destiny into your life. If you'll just start calling destiny in, okay, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I, I call destiny in my life. I, I call destiny in. And you're so convinced, just like Janie is with those fries and, and chocolate shakes, that all of a sudden it, it starts, people just start to get well. And fries and chocolate shakes. And all of a sudden we start to say, God, I call destiny into my life. I call destiny right here. Father, I call destiny into our friends, into our people. I call destiny into our situation. I call destiny into marriages. I call destiny, Father, Lord, into uh, friendships who are lost and I call destiny Lord into finances and I call revelation and destiny we start to call it then we start to believe it if we start to be fruitful in it God starts to smile upon us and multiplication takes place I'm gonna ask every person here to stand if you're comfortable doing so just raise your hands up and during this next song I want you just to I want you to start to pray into your destiny we, we live in a generation of wondering and this is the most knowledgeable generation there is. But because of the knowledge, anxiety takes place and fear takes place. And what if this happens or what if that happens? And I want you just to set that aside for a second. What if God shows up? What if God happens? What if God takes control because you've empowered him? What if, what if we do what Jesus says because we are seeds now of the first fruit and we become fruitful? What if God takes over your situation? What if God just exists so that he could be glorified? And what if we do praise before our breakthrough? But what if destiny is in our heart and all we have to do is speak it out and be obedient to God? What if all we had to do is push back for a minute and say, okay, God, I'm going to try you. I'm going to try you with everything, everything I am, everything there is. I'm going to try you, God. I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to count on you with my faith, my hope, my trust, my belief, and my confidence. Lord, I thank you. Help me to be fruitful. Father, I pray today for each and every person, Lord, here. Lord, as they search out their destiny, some know full well, others are searching, some don't even have a clue right now as to why you have them here. I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, God, Lord, that you would, you would call forth their destiny. Lord, as they love you, as they walk in your way, as they walk in your will, as they search you and seek after you, Father, let them be fruitful and multiply, God. Let that seed that's already in them come out of them, Father. God, let that multiply that fruit. Lord, if it's a, a small group, Father, Lord, if it's it's a, a Lord of a ministry of some sort. Father, Lord, if it's just sharing with a neighbor, oh God, Lord, as our team does on Thursday, if it's just knocking on a door, Lord, if it's giving, Lord, a loaf of bread, Father, whatever it does, if they can reproduce and produce and, and reproduce over and over and over, God, that you give them the authority, Lord, the domination, Lord, of subduing, Lord, those spirits in their life that keep attacking them. We, we speak them now and call them gone in Jesus' name, Father, that life and destiny would prevail. Father, we bless you. We glorify you. Let's worship one more song, church. God bless you today. Find your destiny. Let it be a result in Jesus' name.
that says, you know what, I've never made the choice to follow Christ. I want to make the right choice, and I want to be blessed, and I want to reproduce, but I've never said, Christ, would you come into my heart and forgive me of my sins and make everything right? And when the, even this song talks about tearing down the lies, the lies that the enemy wants to put in us that we're not good enough or we're not qualified or you've lived a bad week, you've had a bad time. Jesus just looks at it like the pastor said, it's for all people. It's for everyone. There's no prerequisite that you have to have to accept Christ. You just have to say, you know what? I've made mistakes. I'm a sinner. I just want to ask Christ into my heart and forgive me. I want everything to be right. I want to make that right choice. And I like the part about the, the domination that he has given us the power to, to come over. He talked about pornography. He talked about sin. He talked about um, many things, even in the first service that he didn't come into here. But if there's areas in your life where you just want to make the right choice and you say, I don't want to live in that. I, I've made mistakes and I've, I just want to ask Christ to forgive me of those mistakes. And, and it could be online as well. Um, if that's you this morning, if if you just want to like just raise your hand and just say, can you just pray for me? Because that's what the Bible says. We have to confess our sins one to another that we could be saved, that we could be healed. And that's how we know that, you know what, I just got some issues that I need to ask Christ to help me with this week um, or right now, then I'm just going to pray for you and maybe those online as well. And if that's you, just let's just pray that for, for anybody this morning that says, I want to make that choice. Amen. Father, Lord, I just thank you that you went to the cross and on the cross you died. And by, Lord, you are dying by the blood. And we've sang about the blood. We've heard about the blood. It's the blood that brings salvation to us. It's the blood of the body of Christ that was broken, that was poured out. And it's that choice that we have today to say, I've made mistakes, I've fallen short. I need to take the authority over these situations in my life that, that I need to walk in victory. I wanna make the right choice. So Lord, I make that choice today. I ask you to come into my heart and forgive me of all of my sins, all of my things where I fall short, the places where I just need you to help me overcome. So I call that forth. I call that destiny that you have over each and every person today, those watching online that just say, I just have some things I just need Christ to, to forgive me and to help me to be stronger. Lord, I agree with them according to your word. We just ask you to come in because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we can live too. And the lies that the enemy wants to put in our heart and our mind, we can take authority over those and we can be overcomers. We can be all that God has called us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You receive that? All right. We believe in it. It's good. All right. Y'all have a blessed week. Um, life group, we'll see you here Wednesday. Uh, youth group, we'll see you here Wednesday. Cleansing stream, we'll see you here Wednesday. Otherwise, have an awesome week. We love you so much. Be blessed. Thank you for joining us for today's service. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by investing today. You can give at www.gracechurch.tv give or by downloading the app and select give. We can't wait to see you next week.